Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to The Human Conversation. And I have got the most beautiful guest with me today. And again, this lady is someone I have on LinkedIn. And we have talked and had conversations and had lovely exchanges and we have never actually seen each other in real person. Um, And we are now on Zoom together. I can see her. And it's like we've met for the first time, but it's like we've known each other forever. So welcome, Amber Smith, to my human conversation. Thank you, Jules. It feels somewhat surreal, actually, tonight, doesn't it? You know, because obviously we said that we do this, you know, but obviously seeing you kind of there, sitting there in the flesh, it feels like I'm sitting in front of you. It does, as I say, feel somewhat surreal, but it's lovely to be talking to you. So thank you for having me on. And it's lovely to have you as my guest. So just so the listeners know a little bit more about you, you are a copywriter, a content writer and an editor. I am. I want to talk all about that. So I I always think about, you know, I've said to many of my guests, you know, I don't really plan these podcasts because the idea of it being the human conversation means that we just chat. But I also try and get it into some sort of order for the listener so that they get an idea of like who you are, where you came from and, yeah. you know, and what you do. So yeah. let's start at the beginning. <laughs> no, it always seems like a good place to start. We have to start somewhere. <laughs> so, so Amber, where have you come from in terms of your career? Where did you start? Do you know, it, it will seem like almost opposite ends of the spectrum, but I guess my career really started when I decided that I I went to college after secondary school, decided I'd had enough there and I went out into the world of work. I was very independent, thought I knew everything, wanted to get out there. And I started off for a company back then who were called Securicore, worked my way up and then went out into the world of sales. So predominantly a lot of the stuff that I have done has been sales based. And then I guess really sort of family life came into it, had two children, wanted to find something that still utilised my sales skills and communication skills, but something that also could strike a balance in life that could kind of bring kind of family life into it and make it work, but also meant that I could have something that I could kind of like grow as well, which is when I decided actually copywriting would be perfect. I love language, I love communicating, I love people. So it all seemed to kind of like marrying together. So I thought, you know what, step into it and give it a go, which is where I am really. That's really interesting that you started in sales. I always find that interesting, obviously, being a a sales, passionate about sales as I am. Um, Securicore as a company, I do remember. I I don't know, are they they still going? I don't know if they're still going. Do you know, I think when I left the company, they were merging with DHL then. So I don't know that 
they are still in existence. Someone out there may well correct me, but I think they were kind of merging. So I think they kind of went under something else. And sales was one of those things I fell into. It, it wasn't something that I thought, oh, I'm going to do. I'd always had little kind of jobs that were very customer facing kind of before that. Um, but actually, I, I quite liked it because it was all about really sitting down and chatting to people like kind of we are now. So, yeah. I mean, you know, bad about that. You know, it was quite good fun. So do you feel like the, um, they trained you well in that kind of role? Did you get lots of corporate sales training? Uh, no, no, actually none. I remember being kind of thrown um, a competitor's um, manual actually at the time and someone sort of saying to me, oh, you might want to have a read of that. So I delved in and out of that at different points, but there was no official training. It was kind of, I distinctly remember being told it was kind of, we'll literally give yourself, you know, enough rope to kind of hang yourself with. It was sink or swim. So it was kind of off you go. So, you know, you were given your areas and mine was quite big at the time. It was, it was Surrey and Hampshire I covered when I first went out, you know, and it was off you go, like make it work. And, and that was it. You had kind of quarterly presentations and there were odd bits of training here and there, but nothing really that kind of, set me off and I guess I just decided that the only way I could do it was to kind of be myself and so actually it was lovely when we connected on LinkedIn because I was like yes this is exactly what it is and what it was always about for me you know and it should yeah. always be about people isn't it you know definitely and I think what's really lovely about what you're saying at the moment from my point of view is that here's the lady who wasn't trained in sales went out and was successful in sales just by actually being human and being herself which is actually what it's all about as you rightly say so that's a really nice thing to hear I'm actually really chuffed about that but here's, here's, here's the thing, like, so you, you're a saleswoman, you're out there, you're doing your stuff. It's a fairly, I'm, I'm presuming that's quite a competitive world because they were a well-known brand. I suspect there was some pressure on targets and stuff, were there with, with that job? It was, yeah, it was always quite competitive. Um, but I guess because I... I guess, you know, it was almost like running your own little mini business, I guess, all the time. You know, you had your figures, you know, you had to make everything balanced. Yes, you had your targets. Yes, you had your competitors. But I guess for me, I kind of, you know, just saw as that, you know, I was doing what I was doing. I was doing as well as I could be doing. You know, I knew I always had my eye on what others were doing outside of the company as in, as in competitors and kind of pitch myself where you know I thought was right in order to kind of like drive it forward so yeah I guess at the time I just I felt like I took it in my stride so I you know it's funny isn't it you know maybe because I was thrown into something you know you just kind of get on and kind of pull your socks up and off you go is with sales I suppose you're only really ever as good as your last you know sale aren't you you know and that's it you just have to keep pushing forward and it's interesting that as well that comment because that's so the culture that I was brought up in for 30 plus years was yeah, you might have won your awards and you probably hit all your targets, which I, I did consistently hit my targets. But actually, as you rightly say, you're only really as good as the last sale that you did. You know, yeah. so the minute, the minute yeah. you have a bad um, period or a bad quarter or, you know, whatever it might be, 
that's what you're remembered for as opposed to all of the great stuff you've done before. Oh, absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. It could be a very different phone call, you know, with your boss from kind of, you know, one week, you know, say like you're saying, maybe to the next quarter, you know, and not necessarily, you know, for the better. So, you know, but I I guess, you know, it, it does mean you have to build up a thick skin, doesn't it? You know, I think, you know, and you have to have a degree of, you know, resilience, which I think, you know, as you will find, you know, is really going to help you in any aspect of your life and business, you know, whatever you sort of step into. This is this for me is kind of the crux of it. Mm. In life, it's the same. You know, you'll get knocked back by certain things, by relationships, by loss, by illness, you know, all of those things, redundancy. And yeah. those things are the things that help you to build that resilience, you know, um, and, and that's a big subject in its own right. So we'll, we'll come back to talking about, I want to talk about the transition from yeah. working in sales. So did you work in sales and then stop and have family and then come back to work? So you had a gap in between. Was that how it went? Yeah, so I did have a bit of a gap. Yeah. So I sort of, you know, from Securicor, I worked for you know, a few other sort of sales sort of companies. And actually, when I left to have the children, I was working um, within the, uh, for, for quite a big sort of hotel group in sort of sales. So um, unfortunately, it wasn't a sort of role I could step back into after having children because of the sort of demands on, on sort of time, etc. So actually, it was trying to find something that worked. So I didn't dive straight into copywriting straight away. Um, I did go back in and I've worked for um, an estate agent sort of since. And it was from then that I thought, actually, how can I find something that... I can do for myself that means I can still be that person you know you know juggling sort of family life but also that person that can have something for myself and actually I can grow it you know as they grow really kind of I I guess in parallel so it, it, it sort of went from there and I just sort of decided that I'd kind of you know look at sort of training you know to kind of hone in those skills because whilst we did sort of sales there is lots of communication whether it be verbal and written and you need to be able to communicate well with people but it was the sort of specifics I wanted as well so I've done that but you know I think again you sort of say on social media all the time you know we are a kind of working progress we're forever sort of learning and kind of building and growing our skills so I think all the time whether it be I think every year I think oh maybe I'll do a little course here you know to kind of build upon things where I'm reading people's articles and Mm. I mean I love a book so you know a bit like yours you know (laughs) since we're talking about books and learning and things you know so I I, yeah happy happily pick up one of those and sit down and read you learn so much from reading my mum was a huge reader you know she would always have a book on the go always and she always did crosswords you know and those were the days when you didn't necessarily have all the computers and the online stuff so she would always learn from all of those things and she just had this amazing library of knowledge in her head you know if there was a quiz show on my mum knew the answers to every single question I always said mum just go on them and win all the money oh I don't want to go on the telly she'd say not like her daughter (laughs) oh oh. whereas now we're just you know oh well I'll just quickly google that yeah yeah, google's king (laughs) not necessarily the need all the time is there to have it in your mind but I just think that's amazing when people do have that ability to to kind of like keep all that in there and then to be able to kind of you know like you say like she could watch a kind of quiz show and answer all those questions that's fantastic you know 
with the kind of whole um, copywriting thing, I'm just really interested in um, what was that very first piece of work you did to start that copywriting business? Um, I did a really, really good course. And actually the course was quite good that sort of said, look, when you're going to set yourself up, you know, you need to think about how you're going to market yourself. So, you know, so it was a case of getting myself on LinkedIn. It was setting up, you know, I had started a WordPress blog, um, which is where I thought, even before I had clients, I thought I need to have something to showcase myself, who I am and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So that was that. That was how I started to promote myself. And the first, I guess, a lot of um, the work initially um, was kind of like blog and article writing, which is kind of where I sort of specialise, really. Um, it's something that I sort of quite like to do. But it, it, it was, you know, just pushing myself out there as, a, as it still is, as it still is for all of us, you know. Um, so starting, it was so many different little things, little building blocks, which did seem quite daunting at the time. But I always sort of say to myself in my head, like just, you know, one, one block, one brick at a time, you know, you yeah. just build all the time, don't you? And then you just slowly edge forward. And then I think things start to flow a bit more and you start to feel a bit more comfortable and confident in your own skin and what you're doing because I think when you first throw yourself out there it's really hard you know you're based out there you feel quite vulnerable I think especially with social media and you see lots of fantastic people out there and experts within you know their own sort of field and you know even people doing very similar things and I think it can be sort of quite hard but I think it's just taking that leap of faith and, and putting things out there on LinkedIn and WordPress, etc. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. So do you work in a particular sector? Is there a you know, particular type of client you like to work with? Um, I've worked across the board, a board really. I mean, I do, um, I work with sort of digital and media agencies, um, but I also have worked with kind of like leadership and coaching specialists. Um, I have worked with like individuals that sort of want to maybe promote themselves on social media platforms um, and, and not tied to any particular niche. And I, I kind of, always position myself that you know even if I don't know a sector I don't have to know it but you know there is a plethora of stuff out there on the internet and I always would fully research everything so mm. I don't specialize obviously I have my background in kind of the sort of sales and corporate world so I think that has kind of held me in good stead and there's a good basis of knowledge and understanding of business and people mm. and a lot of that I think you can apply to different things um yeah and I think I I a lot of what I also do is it's not just in the copy it's in you sort of supporting that business and that individual and they they kind of want you to to be able to help them with their sort of marketing and kind of the whole picture rather than just one element to it I yeah guess. yeah I like that actually I think that's quite an important thing for you to say isn't it when people are listening yeah, yeah. um just that I think anybody who works in in a kind of a freelance capacity I guess we could call ourselves that really um yeah. I think any of us want to be part of the team, don't we? And I think because we are sort of on our own working in our businesses, we can do that. We can be that person. 
Um, and it's quite a comfortable situation for a lot of businesses to, to use you as that extension, I think, as well. Um, certainly low risk for them as well to, to have someone. Well, I think so. You're right. It is low risk, you know, because, you know, they may not have the budget to take on someone, you know, to work for them full time or part time or whatever their needs may well be. So it, it kind of pays for them to bring someone in, you know, either on a retainer or kind of on a kind of pay by pay sort of basic project by project basis. I think mm. that does quite often work for people. The other thing I think that's interesting is that you're almost that external eye on their business. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, you're not in it so close. Yeah. So, so the other massive benefit is you've, you've got that outside in view, that layperson yeah when you're in the thick of it sometimes you can't you know you, you you can't see it so I think sometimes it is nice having that person externally you know sort of maybe giving their perspective you know on something or how you know their recommendations and it may well be things that that company hasn't thought of you know and it can't can just help them down a path and if they're having a bit of a headache and it's all getting a bit much I think sometimes it is easy to think why well, can confidently and comfortably give that to that person knowing that they're going to do a good job they're going to you know get it done on time and you know it allows them to kind of focus on where they need to be you know in their business as well time is one of those things you never get back do you remember we've talked about yeah. this haven't we on LinkedIn yeah. so many times yeah. oh my goodness yeah. okay yeah. so uh, my next question is around the whole copywriting content writing <laughs> so um so what's the difference then Amber well yes um this you know and I was saying to you oh I don't want to get into talking about the difference and you're like oh no let's talk about the difference <laughs> yeah I mean I know you know please don't anybody shout at me um to me I think you know I guess that once upon a time I think they were very definitive you know this is a copywriter you know very much kind of um, advertisement type kind of like positioning and then there were the content you know like writers you know within the kind of like marketing sort of like field and I, I but I think now I think very much you know the writing and the copy itself is is between the two is very persuasive you know you are going to have blog and article writers you know working you know between the two and I think they do kind of fuse together I, I personally don't know that I see very clear and definitive guidelines between the two but I'm sure there are others perhaps that feel that they would and I know there's some people that would definitely define themselves as I am just a copywriter and I am a content writer I'd say mm -hmm. I would do both you know and I and yeah I, I'd say they do fuse quite nicely together but I think it's good uh, we all need to have our own opinion so that's the first thing yeah. So yeah. I think it's great that you can say that and say it with confidence and that's your belief and that's fine. And, and one of the things that I talked about in my last podcast, which was with um, a great guy called Gary Gumbleton. So he mm. does video content, really interesting guy. He's had quite rapid growth in his business. But one of the things we talked about is actually now I think marketing and sales are the closest they have probably yeah. ever been. I really, yeah. really, really believe that because yeah. sales, people are really starting to understand that sales is about relationships and mm. connection and storytelling and, you know, and all those lovely things that marketing is also about, you know? So yeah. for me, the yeah. more I talk to the marketing people out there, the more I yeah. think 
we're all doing the same stuff, you know, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very, very similar, isn't it? You know, but it's funny because you're right. Very much these days, they're very close together and they need to work together because they go hand in hand, don't they? You know, yeah. you know, one doesn't work without the other. But I remember, I mean, back when I started out in sales, I, I mean, the sales department didn't really talk to the marketing department, no. but you couldn't believe that now, could you? You know, I, I never had any dealings with the marketing department ever. You know? right. that's, that's I mean, I guess that's probably somebody else doing that. But Yeah, but it's, it's true. And, and they, you know, traditionally in my career, sales and marketing have never really come together. Uh, as, a, as one force, which, which has always baffled me because we're all actually, we've all got the same message. We've all got the same ethos. We're all trying to uh, attract the same ideal client. And yet we would never talk to each other about what we should be putting out in marketing and then actually how marketing would like us to continue the sales journey. With, yeah. with the, yeah. the fact is that the journey for the client is yeah. right from the beginning to the end. And yeah. that's marketing yeah. into sales, you know, it's, yeah, of course it it's really interesting. And I think with today's social media and all of the outlets we have to connect with people that we never had before, mm. then actually now we're starting to realize what human connection is actually all about. And so now you're yeah. seeing it in marketing and you're seeing it in sales. Thank yeah. goodness. And it's all yeah, coming together. That. You know, I love that. And I love the fact that what you were saying about with social media, that, you know, how people are wanting to connect and wanting to connect on, you know, more of an in-depth level rather than just kind of like the surface and, and like pitching at people. You know, it's more about getting to know that person and building those relationships. And, you know, potentially down the road, there may be opportunities or it may just be that, you know, you're able to help each other or collaborate in some way, shape or form. You know, I think social media is is a fantastic tool you know and and you know you, you can be working with someone you know globally you know and I guess that's also the beauty of freelance isn't it you don't have to necessarily just be placed in one location you yeah. know you, you go where your laptop you know can go you know yes. it's, it's fantastic yeah. exactly so are you working globally with some of your work yeah, I'd sort of do bits and pieces all over, really, like some UK-based stuff. And, I, you know, I've worked with um, a lady based in Paris. I've done stuff with a company based out in Dubai. But I also work with a digital agency based in London. So, you know, sort of varied. And it's great. And it's, you know, because I think with what we're doing, you've got Zoom, you've got Skype, you know, yeah. you've got social media, you know, obviously you've got emails, you know, and it's very 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 easy to do that now you don't necessarily have to be sitting in the same office you know I guess the one you know slight downside with um freelancing is, is the fact that sometimes it can be that slightly lonelier place I guess so I guess it's kind of working around that and you know depending on what you how you are as a person you know filling those needs as well when you sort yeah. of can yeah, definitely. That's a good point. I think there's a lot of people suffer with that and struggle with that because yeah. as much as yeah. we actually, the work we do is about connection and, you know, the human yeah. connection, we also lack that with the fact that we work on our own. Um, but what yeah. I love about uh, things like Zoom is I can do things like my virtual cuppers. Um, and I love that. that I have sounds... got a drink here. Cheers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so 
I haven't got my cuppa tonight. I need to get that. Oh, no. <laughs> I think the thing about that is it's quite interesting. People probably think all I do all day is have virtual cuppas with people. The point is it's a very lovely way of, A, getting that connection that you need because actually you are on your own. But even yeah. networking, you yeah. mentioned earlier that, you know, it's not always about the people that, you will sort of connect with on LinkedIn. They won't always be your customers, but they will no. tell other people about you. And that's yeah. the networking beauty of it all, isn't it? I just think there's a wealth of possibilities out there, isn't there? You know, and I think I do, you know, out of the platforms, I'm quite heavily based on LinkedIn. And I think that's kind of where I've started. That's where it's grown. And I, I do use other ones. Um, but I, I found that as in particular has worked sort of quite well. And I guess maybe dependent on your field or I, dependent on where you're able to focus your attentions. Cause I, I do think it's better to maybe pick one or two and do them well rather than to pick, you know, several and, and to be able to kind of, you know, struggle with that. It, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you I agree. Or sort of doing them, you know, cause that's obviously, you know, your marketing, your shop front, but then you've got the rest of it as well. It's trying to sort of fit it all in, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think as well, it's, where where's the bigger wins where's where's the best connections you know yeah. because yeah i i i honestly think that i've tried quite hard with instagram i'm just not in love with it i'm yeah. sure somebody would come along and say to me oh but george you could do so much on there but actually yeah. i'm just not engaging with it and i always trust that i trust that about me if i'm engaging yeah. with it is because somehow i am truly connecting with it so you know, uh, no, I think you're you're right. Uh, you know, I think they're almost like you say. If it's not kind of working for you and your business, then you know, I do think there comes a time where you have to sort of make a call on it and think, well, you know, perhaps if that isn't working for me and say other platforms are working better, it's better to kind of really, like you say, focus in on that, you know, and to do that well. I think yeah, you know, I think so, and build and grow. So tell me. What's next for Amber L. Smith? <laughs> I know how you put the L in there. <laughs> Squished it in there. I, I've always planned that, you know, what I'm doing with the sort of, you know, the copywriting, you know, sort of side of things to kind of, you know, build and grow on that. You know, I think this year it does really seem to be about, you know, like stories. It seems to be about, you know, people wanting to connect and engage with one another, which I think is brilliant and fantastic. And I think it does open up you know so many different opportunities for people you know linking up with one another um and I guess for the future you know we'll see I think you know I would like to sort of grow to be able to kind of expand out so whether that means any sort of collaborations or you know anything sort of talking wise and things like that that would be fantastic so doing this podcast is brilliant you know it's the first one I've done so I'm I'm like oh give myself a pat on the back <laughs> yeah you've been amazing I love it oh, we have so nice to talk to you I've oh. loved it oh well I've loved it. it it's just you and me so oh, I no. don't know how gonna go out yeah nobody's <laughs> listening it's just no one else no one else is gonna hear us it's nice to have a cup of tea and chat yeah <laughs> and that's actually how i want this podcast to be and there are some episodes that become quite not serious that's the wrong word but you know they become quite intense because we're talking yeah. about specific things i think when i yeah. talked to clarice the other day we did about yeah. google and, yeah, that and that brilliant. was yeah that was that was yeah. really interesting in terms of like 
I learned like loads of stuff about Google that I didn't know. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a mini training course in a podcast. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then with other guests, I get just as much from just getting to know them and find out, well, where did they come from and what their, what was their background? And so I love, I love the podcast because I never know quite what I'm going to get on each one, which is, which is great. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, to a degree, that's a, that's a normal human conversation, isn't yes. it? You know, you don't, when you meet up, you know, with, you know, whether it be a friend or a colleague or anybody, you don't plan out your conversation, you know, I mean, you might have an idea of, you know, if you have something specific to talk about, but generally you're kind of just going with the flow and, yeah. and you're building that connection and, and that rapport with someone aren't you yeah totally and that's of course what I talk about in the book a lot isn't it about yeah. this kind of life skills and sales skills stuff because it, yeah it's yeah. so true it's just true it's so true and yeah. so so much corresponds with the other doesn't it you know they do marry in with one another yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so I half expected you might tell me you're going to write a book <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I have always said I'd love to write a book. I've joked about it with my family, you know, and it would be something actually down the line that would be fantastic to do. So I've said it now. So at some point that means I have to hold myself accountable. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you I will be accountable. I will. I will definitely hold you accountable. <laughs> um, but what's your book going to be about? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, whether or not I would make it to do with my field or actually something creative because you know I would really I really like the sort of story sort of side of things and you know how that can kind of like develop and how you get lured in and and so there's a couple of different possibilities and I'm really only kind of just scratch the surface of it and I think I'd really need to go into so much more depth to kind of work out exactly what I'd want to say and what I'd want it to be um but I don't know maybe, maybe both who knows in an ideal world I love it I can't wait for your book I'm going to be on now all the time Amber have you written your book Amber <laughs> have you planned your, your book what's the title what are you going to write about going to I, know. I, I know well I've got a pad out here I'll have to start making some scribbles of something <laughs> I will have to start planning it yeah I must I must yeah. It's almost that, you know, when, once you start something, it kind of yeah. much, much more likely to happen, isn't it? That's kind of the I whole premise. Right. I think once, you know, because sometimes it's very hard to get past that point of the idea and something in your head and to do it, whatever it is. You know, like a friend of mine would say, do you know what, I really hate stopping a book and starting another book I just can't do it so quite often there's a long period of time before she'll start another one and I guess that's the same with maybe starting something whether it be like a business or writing your own book but I guess once you take that jump you dip your toes in you kind of you're in it then aren't you you know there's no going back although you know on my book journey I took a year to write my book and I got I started in August in 2017 and yeah. then I got to Christmas that year and I, I said to my, uh, I had like a writing coach, which was yeah. great because she kept me oh, accountable wow. and then she would just read yeah. what I'd written and just yeah. give it her sort of outside opinion on certain things like, oh, can you just make, can you add to this? Can you make this yeah. more? Can I ask you about this? Which was yeah. really good. And I got to Christmas and I said to her, 
I haven't written anything. And she said, okay, that's, that's okay. It's not a problem. I said, well, it is really, because I don't think this book's any good. I said, no one's going to read it. I said, it's, it's just, everybody knows this stuff. It's rubbish. <laughs> you said, always say that when, you, when you're the person that knows it, don't you? Yeah, you, know, you, always yeah, well, you knows it. that's so yeah. true, because you're in it and you know it so well. You think everybody else knows absolutely everything you know. And then she just yeah. said to me, okay, well, look, I, just, I want you to just take a month. I don't want you to do anything. And then we'll have another call in a month's time. And by the time we had the next call after Christmas had gone and, and we kind of got back to normality, I said to her, I'm ready to write again now. What did you do in that month? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, we had Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I think also it's quite close to me losing dad. So there's quite a lot of emotions still flying around. And yeah. I literally just, I'd literally parked it. I almost thought, if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't go back to it. Might not pick this up again. Yeah. 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 And I'm so glad I, I did. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I loved the book. I loved the ease of the read. I could hear your voice, oh. you know, throughout the book, which I think, you know, I harp on about tone of voice and language all the time. And yeah. the essence of that was, it, it was there. It was there, you know, I could hear you like talking and leading through and it was a lovely read, you know, in, and it, with such good flow and, it was fantastic, really well laid out as well, clear and crisp, and yeah, it was great. Thank you know, you're so proud of yourself. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. No, it means a lot. It means yeah. a lot when you get good feedback. It is amazing, um, but it's like anything. You do it because you just. I just wanted people to see that what sales was really about. That was that yeah. was really important for me. So yeah, because people yeah. do have a lot of. Um, different thoughts about what they think sale is you know I know even when I went out and I watched other people and I saw what other people did and you know I was very definite about how I didn't want to be you know and how I did want to portray myself and you know I, I wanted you, know, you want it to be professional but you want it to be human you know and I, yes it's 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 interesting isn't it I think even today you know what people will think a salesperson is you know if a salesperson is coming in oh you know what they're going to be like you know and are they going to be pushy and yeah oh, are we gonna be able to talk to them and you know and then you sort of you know counting down the minutes and you know you, you're dreading it but yeah yeah I think you know it, it's nice to have something like your book out there that actually clearly says to people you know this is what sales is. It's nothing to be afraid of, but say mm. it is, it is people, you know, yeah. and like you say, you know, it's, it's life skills as well, isn't it? You know, sales skills are life skills and that's true to say. You yeah. Know. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I think so. So look, I have loved our chat. Um, oh, I loved it. I well, I feel like gone on now. I thought, oh, I was very worried thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could probably talk all evening, to be honest. You know? <laughs> I really do. So no problem on that, on that front at all. But look, um, if people are listening, which I know there will be people listening, obviously, how are they going to find out where they can get hold of you? Um, so I think, as I said to you earlier, I'm quite, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Amber L. Smith. I think you put the L in there earlier. <laughs> I did. Just so that people knew which one you were. I've got a WordPress site, which is simply amblue.wordpress.com uh, if you want to check out any blogs. 
um and yeah i mean you know get in touch you know if people want to have a chat or you know a message or what have you they'd be welcome to get in contact that's great and i would recommend linking in with you definitely because that you post regularly your posts are interesting and thought-provoking, which oh, is how we've connected, you. I think, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. So um, I will make sure that all your links are actually in the description. But thank you so much for being my guest. I thoroughly enjoyed thank meeting you. you for the first thank time. You. It's Has been it? lovely. I've really enjoyed it. I hope we get to chat again, even, oh. you know, separately to the podcast, you know. We'll have virtual cuppers. Don't worry about that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen. That's good. good. But listen, thank you for being my guest. I really appreciate that very much indeed. If you've loved my podcast, then you need to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. You need to like, and you can even comment if you want to and give us a review if you really love what we're doing. We are on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, and we're on Spotify. So you can find us all over the place. And we also publish now to YouTube so you can actually watch us having our human conversation as well. But thank you so much for joining us listeners. Ta-da for now. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.